What we'd like to discuss tonight is the dinim of Tisha B'Av Nidcha. Even though most of the dinim of Tisha B'Av are well known, something which repeats itself every year, that uh, Nidcha doesn't come every year, and uh, therefore let's talk about the dinim which are different this year uh, because of the situation that Tisha B'Av is really on Shabbos. And the fact that we're fasting on Matzah Shabbos is just like a Hashlama, so to speak, but it's not the Ikadeh of the Avedis. So first we'll talk about Arab Shabbos, then Bezashim will talk about Shabbos, and then what's the Gea to Tisha B'av, which falls after Shabbos. So regarding Arab Shabbos, there are the restrictions which apply every year in Arab Shabbos Chazoin because of the regular restrictions of the nine days. The regular restrictions of the nine days is that a person is not allowed to eat meat or drink wine, and that will apply on Arab Shabbos this week as well, which means even if a person normally tastes the Shabbos food, uh, to see the din of Tehameh, to taste the Shabbos food, it's brought in the post scheme that on Erev Shabbos Chazayin, the person, if, even if he wants to taste the food, shouldn't swallow it, because that's already eating meat, or if there's wine in the food, drinking wine, he's allowed to taste this with his tongue, just to make sure the flavor is good, but not more than that. Uh, that's as far as a regular din of the nine days. However, if a person would make early Shabbos tomorrow, so when he's Makabal Shabbos, it's Shabbos for him, regardless of the fact that it's still light outside. And therefore, if a person's Makabal Shabbos, he's allowed to make Kiddush and wine, he's allowed to eat meat, and he already has all the denim of Shabbos. Uh, similarly, for people who want to feed their children uh, the Shabbos meal earlier, it's hard for them to stay up late. So Shabbos Allah Paskin, that since for them, it's a Shabbos, so therefore, once allowed, it's already towards the later Friday afternoon, one's allowed to give his children uh, fleshics, uh, because it's uh, their Shabbos, so even if it's technically not, he hasn't taken the Shabbos yet. Uh, tomorrow, even though it's Erev Tisha B'av, is no different. The halakha is exactly the same. The second restriction we have on every Erev Shabbos, by Shabbos Chazayin, is the din of, of washing or showering the covered Shabbos. Uh, tomorrow is no different, and that is the regular restrictions are, apply, even though tomorrow technically is Erev Tisha B'av, it's 8th of Av on Friday, but uh, we don't find that that changes anything, and therefore, even though, as a rule, one's not allowed to wash an Arab Shabbos Chazayin, the heterium which we find are going to be the same tomorrow. They're not more chamur because it's Arab Tishabah. And therefore, the heterium are that if a person goes to the mikveh every single week, he's allowed to go to the mikveh tomorrow as well. It's brought if a person washes his hair with soap every single week, he's allowed to wash his hair with soap tomorrow as well. It's brought that a person is allowed to wash his face and his hands and his feet in hot water, and that would apply tomorrow as well. Now, what's an interesting question, and this is a bit of a discussion in the post scheme, is if we're talking about a person's face, does that include his beard as well? Was that just the skin of the face? There's a about that what's considered the face that a person is allowed to wash. Is a mocking to be makeup that includes a person wants to wash his beard, he's allowed, that's also part of Panavi Adavaraglov, and that would be Mutta. That's saying that a full shower is lesser? Right. That doesn't apply to his hair. He has a separate din, but then, then on that, Mishra Buru says if a person washes his hair every Arab Shabbos, it would be, it would be Muslim. Now, regarding washing, he wants to wash the rest of his body. Uh, now, besides what he spoke about, his head, his hands, his face, and his feet. That's only hot water. That's, that's, not, that's not soap. If you use soap, you can use soap here too. That's a little bit of a That's a little bit of a also. The rest of a person's body. So even though it's mishmaras of the poskim was one shouldn't wash, but here we have the general din, and that is that what the poskim asked washing was a rechitzah shaltainuk, washing for pleasure. 
which is either because a person feels good after he has freshly washed himself, or the washing itself. The hot shower could be something which gives pleasure. And therefore here it's done the tzorech that it prevents the person feeling uncomfortable or feeling pain. Sometimes people after having shower for two or three days start to feel itchy, they start to get like their skin hurts them. So if it's coming in a way where it's meant to prevent a person feeling uncomfortable and also a person washes in a way that the showering isn't a pleasurable experience in its own right, that's what that means in a moment, so then it will be mutter. So how does a person do that? So there's two then brought in the post game. The first one is that a person shouldn't wash his whole body at once, that a person should wash a part of him at a time. And the second thing is the water should be less hot than he would find the ideal temperature. It doesn't mean it has to be completely freezing. A person can take the chill off the water, but it shouldn't be comfortably warm. It should be a bit uncomfortably cool. And uh, people ask, even though the mass is meant to be a heat wave and maybe cold water is enjoyable, okay, maybe. But uh, the issue of Rechitza was to use something which is doing for time. Okay, if here the primary cause of what a person is doing is that it should, uh, shouldn't be uncomfortable or feeling unpleasant, that would be Mutzah, the covered Shabbos, like I said, this year too. Obviously, there's a lot of heads on Tisha B'Av itself. We're talking Dafka and Erev Tisha B'Av, which is the Sea Erev Shabbos. Washing <laughs> is only, again, for Tainuk. If a person feel, if a person dirties themselves, fell in the mud, or whatever other reason they would have, that they, they, they're not clean, so that's Mutzah Stam, to wash oneself, to remove uh, to remove that, or to remove mud, or whatever it would be, that's for sure Mutzah. Okay, so that's the denim of washing on the Erev Shabbos. Uh, now, little children... There's a general rule that Avedis doesn't apply to them of the nine days, and therefore for little children who are too young to appreciate it, one can wash them like normal. One can wash them like normal. Yes, it means that a person's arms might get wet with warm water, that's okay. You're not doing it to wash yourself. Just like a person is allowed to wash dishes using warm water, you don't have a problem with that. Even if it's getting his hands wet, it doesn't make a difference. A person is allowed to wash little children like normal, they're too young to appreciate Avedis. What's the age where a child is able to appreciate a Vedas? It really depends on the child. When they ask the Vedas this question, he uses about 8, 9, 10, really in that range, depending on the child, when they can appreciate a Vedas. Younger than that is Amachif. Now, the next thing is wearing Shabbos clothing. So even though it's brought to the Ramah, and this was the Minak in Ashkenaz and in France, and that is the didn't used to wear Shabbos clothing on Shabbos Chazain, uh, they used to wear their regular clothing, but... Uh, and this is uh, this this week. Shabbos is there Tisha B'av. Now we're walking. We're getting dressed for Shabbos. You can get dressed in Arab Shabbos. So normally, even though the minhag was not to not to wear uh, Shabbos clothing, Shabbos chazan, the Vilnagon objected to that minhag. The Vilnagon said that would be showing Avelis for Ferhesia and Shabbos, which is the point I want to talk about. What's that gather of Avelis for Ferhesia? And therefore, the Vilnagon said that one should act and dress in Shabbos exactly one as one would act or dress in a normal Shabbos. Now, and therefore, uh, a person can't obviously be wearing his weekday clothing because that would be showing a Vedas in Shabbos. Now, the Zorach HaShulchan, which says, if that's the case, so now we have to see how different is a person's weekday clothing to his Shabbos clothing. So if you're talking about somebody who wears a strimal on Shabbos and a hat during the week, then of course, to wear a hat on Shabbos, not a strimal, would be a very clear uh, sign of a Vedas. Whereas if a person's wearing the same kind of hats in the week and the Shabbos, this one happens to be a Shabbos hat, and one's week to hat, no one can really tell the difference. So then ask Sarah HaShulchan, what, what, what's the farhesia about not wearing the one more than the other one? But even though that's what Sarah HaShulchan holds, the minag has become not like that, and the minag is that you wear 
our regular Shabbos clothes, even though it's a white shirt during the week and a white shirt on Shabbos and the hat during the week and a hat on Shabbos, but it doesn't make a difference. It's uh, what's considered we don't change Shabbos, and therefore one's allowed to wear Shabbos clothing. Now the question is, how soon before Shabbos? In other words, do you have to get changed in shower like mamish just before you take in Shabbos? The answer is no. Whatever time a person normally prepares for Shabbos, they can prepare for Shabbos. And if that means uh, in the early afternoon they want to wash for Shabbos and get put on their Shabbos clothing, they're allowed to do that. That's not something which a person has to leave until mamish just before. After Chatzos? Yeah. Whatever time a person normally gets ready for Shabbos, that's the person's allowed to. Now, tonight, which even is the night before, that's already considered too soon to be preparing for Shabbos. Uh, but tomorrow, whatever time a person normally prepares for Shabbos, a person is allowed to wash and put on a Shabbos clothes. Even though there's a normal din, that an Erev Tisha by the afternoon, a person is not meant to learn Torah, the Prasim Chatos of Erev, of Erev Tisha Bav, and tomorrow is technically Erev Tisha Bav, but that din doesn't apply in Erev Shabbos, because it's not going into the verse of Tisha Bav, it's going into Shabbos. And therefore one's allowed to learn like normal on Erev Shabbos afternoon. Because that's what does the dilim what apply to Erev Shabbos. Uh, cutting nails is a big machlekes. If a person is allowed to cut nails on the shvur, the week of Tisha B'Av falls. And then the question is this here, is there a shvur shachal Because even though Tisha B'Av is Shabbos, which is the end of the week, the mice of the fast is only observed on Sunday, which is the beginning of a new week. It's an achlekes, the shachal brings two opinions about it. And uh, therefore, it's brought down that a person should refrain from cutting their nails uh, on Shabbos, which is Erev Tisha B'Av. Uh, about buffing shoes. Oh, oh, so we're going to talk about that. This is even for someone who always cuts his nails on Erev Shabbos. It's not to do with Allah. It's not similar to the Allah of Chalaboy that it's telling him. Yeah, this is the dinner of the Vedas of the nine days. There are, like I said, there's two days here. There's a day which holds that it's not it's a double, Shabbos Chalaboy. Right. So we'll say like this. If it's, again, it's a shadow of nibble, which means if a person feels that not to cut his nails is going to be very. Disturbing to him, it may be to be mutter, but without that, it's better not to because there's, there's two shittas about it. What's the dinner if it's considered Shabbos Shachalbo or not? Now, of course, one can't loan the Shabbos clothes that we already know, when, but one is allowed to put on fresh clothes for Shabbos. Just like if you put on Shabbos clothes, the person that wear a shirt or a suit, whatever it is that he didn't prepare beforehand, but loan the clothes they can't do. Now, that's, uh, now, that's as far as uh, the Shabbos clothes. When people ask, can they use a fresh towel? Uh, to dry themselves off, so they wash themselves tomorrow. There, the answer is no. That's not that's not Shabbos clothes, and therefore, even there's a, a din of fresh clothing applies not to have fresh towels or fresh sheets or whatever else it's going to be. And that's apply here as well. Wearing using the towel in Arab Shabbos isn't part of what a person dresses for Shabbos. So it's from Zalman Shabbos towel. No, and therefore, from Zalman says a person can't use a fresh towel for to wash himself or to dry himself. I should say on Arab Shabbos. Um, so if a person is allowed to change their bed sheets every week on their Shabbos, the person shouldn't do it this week. It's not considered something which is a sign of covered Shabbos, like which is naked, like the clothing is wearing, which is different. But when it comes to spot cleaning clothing, which let's say he has no, he obviously couldn't wash this week. The what about uh, what about uh, cleaning clothing? So he said he obviously can't load the clothing. But if a person wants to spot clean his Shabbos suit from last week, which he couldn't clean in the week because the whole week was nine days so spot cleaning is mutter similarly uh, shining shoes if it's done just because they're dirty or they're dusty is mutter to shine them they should be like like nicely highly polished and there's also brought that a person shouldn't do unless they do it every day of Shabbos in which case they'll look noticeably different on Shabbos in which case they're the same hetero as before okay so that's the denim of preparing for Shabbos
Now, on Shabbos itself, we already saw the Gedar, and that is that we say that there's no Averus on Shabbos, and therefore, well, firstly, let's start the other way around. There's no restrictions of Tisha B'Av on Shabbos for the most part, which means there's no to what one eats, what one drinks, to sit on a chair, to sleep on a bed, to wear shoes, to learn Torah. Most of these things is like a regular Shabbos, with three exceptions. And let's first say what the exceptions are in the Halacha, and then we'll try and explain what's the gather of why these things are exceptions. So number one, the, re- the din we're starting with is the din that there's no Avedis before Hesia on Shabbos. There's no Avedis before Hesia means that we don't publicly do things different to a normal Shabbos because that would show you why we're doing a difference in normal Shabbos. We just the sign of Avedis. So what's called for Hesia? So the way a person walks around Barabim, the clothing he wears, uh, the way we daven in Shul, that's all called Barabim. Uh, if a person would walk around on Tisha B'Av without his shoes on, for example, that would be called Barabim. And therefore, we don't change any of that on Shabbos. But the nature of something which is not Barabim, what the halacha calls Dvarim Shebetzinah, things which are, are always Betzinah and therefore wouldn't be Barabim, would apply on Tisha B'Av as well, even though it's Shabbos, because it's still the dinner. Once we don't have the hetzer of not showing Avelus on Shabbos, so then you may, this doesn't apply to showing Avelus. It's not, it's called Betzinah, and if that's the case, there would be, that those restrictions would apply. Now, what does that apply to? So there's the, the Isra of Tashmish and Tash, Shabbos this week because it's Tisha B'Av. The second question, and that is the Isra of learning Torah. And now it's a question. Because if a person is learning by himself, is that considered Vitsena or Bifarhesia? Why? So if there'd be a public Shia, and then a person would cancel the Shia, then there would be something Bifarhesia. Everywhere Shabbos is a Shia. The Shabbos is not a Shia. That would be a Shia Bifarhesia. So it's understood. That's something which we're allowed to do. But if a person wants to learn on his own, and then if that's the case, is that considered for Hesia or not for Hesia? And therefore, would it be mutter to learn on Tisha B'Av afternoon, which is Shabbos this year, uh, whatever he wants to learn, or would there be a problem with that? So the Ramah first says is that even though there was a minag to say Tish, to say Pirkei Ovis every week of the summer, when Tisha B'Av falls on Shabbos, they don't say Pirkei Ovis. And the question of an ask is why not for Hesia? It was part of the davening in Shul, something everyone did. And now to be more vital, uh, Tisha B'Av, the same Pirkei Ovis, why is it called for Hesia? And if that's the case, then what are we allowed to do? So the Mishabura Sorry, brings... Sorry, didn't say... They didn't use the right. So that's the... That's the cash. Now, so what's the gather? Okay, so... The whole Shabbos or just the Shabbos? We're discussing now learning the whole Shabbos or just Shabbos? The whole Shabbos is Tisha So what's the answer? What's the din? So Mishabura already brings... The Ramos says the din of... of not that they didn't say Perkavos. That the Maitz was in the afternoon. He was yeah. talking about even when Tishba was in Erev, uh, Shabbos is Erev Tishba. It was a regular day not to, not to learn it uh, Tishba afternoon. So what's the, what's the gather of the Halacha? So it's like this. The, the idea of Avelis with Farhesi, the person can say, is something which I'm doing different which looks like Avelis. But if I'm not doing something that doesn't look like a virus, maybe I'm doing it for a different reason. And therefore, he held that if I'm, let's say, dressed differently, or I, would, I wouldn't be, I would be sitting on the floor instead of a chair, so I'm doing something which has a virus, that we don't do on Shabbos. But the fact that a person is refraining from doing something, why, that might not look like a virus. It just, there could be other reasons why I'm not doing it. I'm not in the mood to do it, I'm doing something else instead. And therefore, with Derek held being moinea from something, refraining from doing something, isn't it a sign of a virus before us? Yeah, there could be other reasons as well. Therefore, when, especially when it comes to Shabbos afternoon, 
So normally, Shabbos is later in the afternoon because you want it to last until Matzah Shabbos. Whereas this week, because it's Tisha B'Av right afterwards, person to finish eating Vashkia, and therefore you're going to, everyone's going to daven Mincha earlier. So there's more time to eat before the fast starts. If that's the case, because people are going to eat, they marry, they went home straight after Mincha. It didn't look like we battle people of us as a sign of Avedis. It was a practical thing. We bring it, we make Mincha earlier, and people don't have time afterwards. They have to eat before Shkia. And therefore, if it would be a shear, let's say earlier in the day, uh, they used to have a shear after Musaf, whatever it would be. So there would be no reason not to have that. That would be not to battle the regular, would be a very surprise I even saw, and this is Nagel and Mazer for us, and there are those places where there's a million to have a kiddush every Shabbos. One should, one should have a Shabbos as well. One shouldn't battle it, because that would be looking like a very surprise. You're doing something different to the normal Shabbos. You're changing something. So therefore, there's a reason not to change. Okay, so that's the, that's the din of. That's the din of, of the so restrictions on Shabbos. And now we're getting there. So that's the din of the rabbi. Now what's the din of a yachid learning? So here's a big machlekes. Because the last words going to say that since there are those things which are mutter to learn on Tishabah, one can learn Iyav, one can learn Eichel, one can learn Yirmiyah, so you can learn. Vakasha, just you're learning something different today. So it doesn't, it's not nikar avelus because the person decided to learn Eichel, that's Yanushul Yemah. He's learning the Midrash of the Khurban. So you know the Yemen. It's not Nika that he's doing something different. And therefore the world as Paris can be held that that uh, in Shabbos the person should learn things which is out in Tishabab because it doesn't look like a very specific But the Mishabura already brings not like that, he brings uh that Lamaisa is people don't learn what they're not used to learning. And therefore the result's going to be that if you tell people they can't learn what they want, then they won't learn. And therefore it's better that they should learn on Shabbos, whatever they normally learn, and do as much to that. Okay, so that's as regards to Torah. Even Tishabav itself, we're going to see that there's maybe Tishabav Matt is a focus of Nagia, but the other focus is Tanabla, Shabbos is not. Okay, so that's the, that's the dinner of Tishabav. Now, one more point on this idea of Batsina, and that is the restrictions which we don't ask them, because we say it's a very specific here aren't also in the, in, in the confines of the person's own house either. Which means we don't say that a person has to come up from Shul and take off his shoes because no one's in his house to see he's walking around barefoot. Once we were mad to wearing shoes on Shabbos because not to wear shoes is considered a virus for then even if it happens to be not the Pharisee, you can still wear shoes. We don't have a person, so, so to speak, to keep being shakal, am I in a mat of the What's mutter is mutter. A person's allowed to eat Shabbos is like normal, a person's allowed to sing Zmiris like normal, um, a person is allowed to bench with the zimun like normal, whatever the normal things that a person does on Shabbos, they're allowed to do on Shabbos, it's just Tisha B'Av also. Have guests? A person always has guests, you can have guests too, but it's called not that bad. It shouldn't be a Siddhis Marine. That's a specific thing because going to the times. Obviously, because of Shabbos, to eat uh, foods which are specific for the Tzura Mavsekis, ashes or uh, the food which is a sign of a Siddhis Avelis, we don't do on Shabbos. It's brought that when it comes to Shadashadis, a person can eat whatever he wants. There's no restrictions on how many foods, or cooked foods, or meat, or wine. This doesn't make a difference. You can eat whatever he wants. So that, so that doesn't find Shabbos. That's only a minak, it's not a halacha. So for sure, it's the lack of ending Shabbos doesn't look like Okay, so that's, uh, that's what's the get to Shabbos itself. The denim of Tishabav. Oh, well, none. I just want to talk about the denim of Tishabav which change because it's a nidcha. Which means most of the denim of Tishabav are exactly the same as every year. 
but there are a number of differences in halacha because it's a Tisha B'av Nidcha as opposed to normal Tisha B'av. So the first point is that even though the fast starts by Hashkia, and therefore a person has to stop eating and drinking by Hashkia, but it's still Shabbos until Shabbos goes out, and therefore a person should not take off his shoes or sit on the floor um, yet because that's, to take off his shoes and sit on the floor is mamish a sign of Avedis in Shabbos, which we don't do. Whereas when it comes to not eating, it's not a sign of Avedis. People are full, they don't eat anymore. So Bashkir, we finish eating and drinking, and a person can keep his Shabbos clothes on and sit on the chair and uh, not take off his shoes until Shabbos goes out. If a person is allowed to learn Torah, then probably not for the same reason. And that is that it's not a sign of Avedis not to. And therefore, if a person wants to learn something Tisha B'Avrad, he can, or discuss Tisha B'Av, he can. But to, to do something which is positively also in Tisha B'Av, such as uh, learning Torah, a person can't do. You may sit on a chair and keep your shoes on till Yes. Now, when Shabbos comes out, so then a person should say Baruch HaMabdil, and then he can shake off his shoes. Uh, the minute of the change out of on Shabbos clothing, and uh, the minute of Israel, at least, has been that people, even as brought in the Ramah, people used to be in Shul anyway, and used to wait for Baruch to take off the shoes after Baruch Since today, the mass of people are at home, so they should say Baruch at home, and uh, change first, and then he come to Shul later, already wearing, uh, already wearing Tisha, whatever they're going to wear on Tisha doesn't have to wait for Baruch here in order to attack our Shabbos. They should not just take off the shoes, they should take off the Shabbos. So they should change the clothes. Right. When is Nacht? Nacht is, uh, what is Shabbos? It's 11, whatever time it is. 35 minutes? Yeah. Right. Rabbi held that even if a person normally keeps Rabbi Natam, that's as a Khumra. And therefore, when it comes to Tisha B'Av, to stay in uh, wearing shoes or sitting on a chair until Rabbi Natam, is being a kula because you make all that of the and therefore he said this unless a person holds this maker adin but most people only keep their better time is a khumra you should take a shabbos at the earlier time to take a shabbos if you're going to hold like minah yishlam which was 30 minutes uh, for doing melacha so they can do 30 minutes if you hold 35 minutes which is pretty much the minah of yishlam they can hold 35 minutes if never was 40 minutes whatever it is that's the, the follow whatever you, time you consider maker adin to be a shabbos and that's when. Not with melacha. It doesn't matter before this man. But we don't learn the halacha, so you don't know when to do melacha until the Shabbos goes out. And that's what applies here also. And one important point is that a person should say the bracha very very ash, because uh, we can't have lada because anyway we can't eat. But uh, the dinner of the bracha and ash we can say we say it by itself. And it's, even though there are other places where the minhag was said in shul. But another person can say it's better to say it at home so a person can be might see his wife. A person can never be might see his wife. Because before he leaves from a bar and he might see his family, because there's a machlaikis if a, a lady should say that bracha or not. Okay, so that's then again to Matthew Shabbos when Charles goes out. Uh, regarding making Havdalah. So we're gonna make Havdalah after the fast. And it's an important point to remember because the whole day of Fisher but people have already forgotten that it haven't done Havdalah from last night. And it's also to eat until one makes Avdalah. So persons remind themselves after the fast to make Avdalah, which is for the same reason that even though it's become prevalent in most shuls that to put out things for people to eat after the fast, Allah Tisha, you can't do that. Because everyone has to go home to wait in their family and Avdalah, so they can't eat anyway yet. Right. So that's, uh, that's the din of Avdalah. For a person who needs to eat on Tisha B'Av, after Tisha one can make a great Are we going to talk about that? But uh, for a person who needs to eat on Tisha B'av, they should make Avdala first. Because once they have had it to eat, you know, they also didn't have Shabbos, they have to make Avdala. 
And this is what the Poiskim... If they have to make Abdallah, they have to make Abdallah. If they have to make Abdallah. And the Poiskim point out, this is the difference between Tisha B'Av, or Matzah Shabbos, and Yom Kippur. If a person is eating Yom Kippur, they don't make Kiddush, even though it's the answer. Because Yom Kippur doesn't have a Kiddush. The Chazal didn't attack in a Kiddush for Yom Kippur because a person is not meant to eat. Whereas, Abdallah and Tisha B'Av isn't a din in Tisha B'Av, it's a din in Shabbos. And therefore, the din is after Shabbos, but it's not like Abdallah. The fact that it happens to be on Tisha B'Av means we're going to push it up until we're going to eat, which is not a Tisha B'Av. But for a person who, wants to, who needs to eat on Tisha B'Av, they should make Abdallah too. Now, if we, now, if we're talking about a lady, so even though normally ladies don't make Abdallah, but over here it's an exception. <coughs> and that is uh, a lot of folks can hold. In this case, a lady is going to have to make Abdallah and uh, drink a certain <coughs> amount of the clothes herself. What can she drink for Abdallah? So here again, if there's a child who can drink for her, that's the best. She should make the bracha and let the child drink. If there isn't a child to drink for her, she's going to have to drink herself at least the melalogma. At least the cheekful of the grape juice. It's better not to use wine. But at least the cheekful of the grape juice is better for her to drink herself. Okay, so that's what's negated to making havdala. Now, like I said, there are three colors on Tishabav Nidcha, which means they're more makele than the regular of Tishabav. But if the lady herself can't make? For every reason the lady can't make Abdallah, her husband can be make the bracha to be her. This is Nagafin and the and the Amav deal, but obviously he can't drink, so she'll have to drink or child will have to drink. Why isn't he yaitzah? Why isn't he yaitzah? For himself. Yeah, same. What's the problem? Let's say a person can't drink grape juice. He can't. He can't make it. Last month of Shabbos, I made Abdullah and I didn't drink. Okay, so if you're right. saying why, why, if he's making for his no, wife, he's making for his wife, and she's drinking, so why can't he? You're right. It's Anacham. If you're talking to the police, you have to motzi other people. But you're right. If he's, if it's just for himself, he doesn't have other people to do motzi, then he doesn't have to make Abdullah again. Even though, so they're talking about here is the rest of his family who he has to be mighty. But, right. but if there's no one else to be mighty, then I'm not going to. Okay, so that's what we get. The no, because it's a Chazal and Metaka to make up the mighty things. Let's not make up the before that. He'll be saying it as. Right. They should wait, they should wait for what's the time is to eat. Now. The, the colors of Tisha are three things. The first one is that the restrictions of fasting are more maker. And therefore, whereas normally we have with a certain level of who's allowed to break the fast because they find it hard to fast, when it comes to a fast which isn't the Ikka fast, it's a pushed off fast, so it's more maker. And therefore, Rabbi Kivaga writes that even though the Ikka in pregnant ladies or nursing ladies are meant to fast Tisha that's what the Shulchanaruch says and the Ramah says, when it comes to Nidcha, if they, if they have a mechosh success, which means they feel even slightly unwell, they're allowed to break the fast. Um, so we don't have to be too much on them. If there's a pregnant lady or a nursing lady who's feeling not well, dizzy, or feeling sick, or feeling a headache, or she's feeling more dehydrated, whatever it might be, she's allowed to eat and drink like normal. Um Shlomo Zalman said that lachat khayla, she should try wait till the morning. You know, most times, if a person had a big soda, so they're not necessarily going to be hungry at night. So lachat khayla, she should try wait till the morning. But if for whatever reason she wakes up in the night with hunger pangs and she wants to eat or drink, so uh, someone who's in the category of people who anyway the fast is more makel by, then by nidcha, it's more for them to break the fast. Similarly, by a Similarly, a person who's a khayla, someone who's sick, uh, is also by nidcha, it's more makel that he can break the fast. What's considered sick is not a clear gather exactly in the, in the post game, but let's say, what we say, a person who has a high temperature, or a person who has an illness like a strep throat, which he needs medication for, is a person who's considered a khayla, and he doesn't have to be in a very seriously sick. 
Once it's called the Chayla, so then on the Tisha Nidcha there's more room to be makeup. To people who have migraine headaches or caffeine withdrawal headaches or things like that in the fast, is it mutter to take medication? Not food. Is it mutter to take a caffeine tablet or is it mutter to take painkillers or that kind of thing on the fast? Allah is mutter. It's not considered derech achila to take a tablet, and therefore if a person has symptoms which the tablet will relieve, it's mutter for him to eat the tablet, obviously you should try to do it with that water, because uh, the water will be the problem. But to take caffeine tablets or to take, like I said, uh, any kind of uh, medication which would help make a person feel better, would be mutter. Without water. Without water. And therefore people ask the question, that this year on Shabbos, can they take caffeine tablets on Shabbos? Because they're worried that they're going to have withdrawal symptoms on Tishabab. And the answer is no, on Shabbos it's asa. That's a khana. A person doesn't normally take caffeine tablets on Shabbos. He's doing it to prepare for the fast. But on Tishabab is water. And if we can take a Tishabab itself, it's not called food. What extent does that headache really? A person doesn't feel it on If a person manages to get to the stack with their khayla, then it's mutter to break it on Tishabab nitcha. Um, that's um, one interesting question I had in Shabbos of the Thomas. And someone, a lady called me up and said, the fast is making her cry. And therefore, can she break the fast? So I asked her, is she feeling physically well? She said, yes, she's feeling physically fine. Just the fast is making her cry. So I said, uh, I haven't seen anyone in the post game that uh, being, uh, being brought to tears by a tiny is a reason to break a fast. I don't know, I mean, it's a good thing to cry, I don't know. But uh, it has to be something which is like a, 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 a gather of a khayla that, uh, that would be considered a reason to break a fast. Um, now, so the second area where there's a hatza by nidcha is by a simcha. So if there's a bris, for example, on tishabav nidcha, or even a pejilaben according to some poskim, so then a person wouldn't have to complete the fast. They'll have to fast until chatzais, and afterwards they'll be able to break the fast because this, uh, the, the mitzvah of what they're doing uh, overrides the chiv to fast when it's on nidcha. It only applies to the body simcha, which means the parents, maybe the moil, the sandak, whatever it would be, not everybody else. But in a case like that, by a nidcha, they would be allowed to break the fast. Why is he making it on that? So we don't know if he's making a breast and he's making this. The kula, which is on the tishbab, not really a kula, we call it a kula. And that is, matzah tishbab is really the 11th of Av, not the 10th. And therefore, all the, normally the din is that all the restrictions of the nine days apply to chatzah of the 10th. That doesn't apply this year. We're already holding by the 11th. And therefore, a person is allowed to take a haircut, to take a shower, wash his clothing, wear clean clothing, whatever it is, right after the fast is finished. The only restriction is not to eat meat and wine, because to take out a, fi- a tainus with a meal of meat and wine is not appropriate to the tainus. It's not a vedashal yet. That's one restriction, and the other restriction is to listen to music. But besides for that, everything else is mutter immediately after the tainus. Um, why, why no music? Now, the stain of, of not to eat meat and wine the, at, at night, the Mashmalah says it's the meal after the fast. Uh, someone asked me a question, they might say Tishaba, uh, they're flying to America uh, with a stopover, and therefore they're going to get served the fleshic meal on the second leg of their journey, which is really, would be 6 o'clock in the morning in Israel, but because they're now flying west and they're somewhere over the sea, it's still going to be nighttime. Or they'd have a fleshic meal 12 hours after the fast if it's still technically nighttime. So the final guys like that, there's more reason to be making. The idea is after the fast, the position is meet. But now, some, even if for them they have a very long night, it's so much later. The we don't we don't find this connected to the fast anymore. There shouldn't be that same restriction. Lives in a place. Yeah. So I come to that person. We said this week, this year, person met on Gavdaramat Tishabab. 
is allowed to drink because it's Mechavdala. Now, what's, why do we say you can drink grape juice? Because there isn't an as good an alternative halakhically. And as if we had something which was for sure a Hamar Medina, which would be a good second alternative, so then it would be better. But since we don't have that, and therefore the best thing to make Abdullah on is grape juice, because there isn't really something which you know, checks all the boxes of what Hamar Medina is meant to be, so then if that's the case, you'll have to drink grape juice. And then if that's the case, then the Kharib will be the same thing as before. And then rather give it to his son. If he has a son, the son is in the same category as before. You should give it to his son to drink. But, uh, even though he ate already, you know, he's not fasting. With the son? So even though he already ate, uh, he's been eating for 24 hours. Yeah, but he's been waiting with the bracha. You know, so I got them. So he still needs Abdallah? The, the father needs Abdallah. Are you waiting with Abdallah? You're waiting with and you can drink Abdallah. You're waiting with Abdallah. And uh, but there isn't that availability, so the person can make this break the bracha and drink himself. It's not more common than the nine days was. Safe. Where? Oh, but 